Welcome to the Raise Your Energy podcast. My name is Linda Lange and I'm your host and energy expert. Today's guest is my dear friend and NCS colleague, Laurie Ives Goodwin. Laurie knows that lives unfold in ways we least expect, at least that has been her experience. And for her, therein lies the fun, the challenge and the journey. Laurie is a certified trainer and consultant in both HeartMath and NeuroChange Solutions, a company created by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And these two separate transformational curriculums, one focusing on the heart and the other one on the brain, when interwoven together, go deep into the possibilities we all have within us to allow us to grow, to transform and to change. I can't wait to dive deeper into this topic with Laurie, so stay tuned. Hello, everybody, and hello, Laurie. I'm so glad to have you here. It's so honored to have you on the podcast. And before we actually jump into the video, Laurie informed me that she has an exercise for us. So she's going to do it now with me, but wherever you're listening or watching, do it with us. Okay. All right, Laurie, let's start. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Yeah. So Linda, pop down if you have any pens or paper in your mm -hmm. hand, just get comfortable for a second with me. And I want you to focus just on one word that you're feeling right now. And you don't have to tell me and you don't have to write it down. Just one word. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Now I want you to point to yourself. Oh, okay. look where you went. Your heart. Place your hand on your heart. And now what I would like you to do is keep all of your focus and attention in your chest area, in the area of your heart. And I want you to start breathing slower and deeper than normal. The suggestion would be to inhale for four or five, exhale for four or five, or whatever rhythm is comfortable for you. But as you inhale, keep your attention on your heart. As you exhale, keep your attention on your heart. And let's do that together for just two or three more breaths, keeping your attention in your heart or chest area. So, Linda and everyone that's listening, welcome to Heart Math. You just did the first technique. <laughs> it was lovely. And Thank you with for that. that juiciness, yes. Could you think of one word now, Linda? And if you want to share with you, um, myself and your audience, great. But how are you feeling now? First of all, I feel very calm. And I feel very mm -hmm. tented in the here and now. Yeah. I think that's what's mm. coming through for me. Really cool. And were those the two words you picked before? Nope. 
Not at all. <laughs> so so you were not. able to, right. You were able to go right before you're getting on a podcast with the 120 different things you have to think about mm-hmm. and the 24 things that are, you know, you want to remember to do when you're done with this interview with me for a moment, you reached calm, peace, balance. And that technique was anywhere from a minute to two minutes long. And so when people ask me, what is heart math? I just would rather show them. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, yes, it's so, so quick, but so powerful. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. So now we can get started. (laughs) Yes. Now we can. (laughs) Now we can get started from a completely different place, which is beautiful. So, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you first for our audience to share a little bit more about you and your life experience and what has actually mm-hmm. gotten you to be the person you are now and living the life and doing and supporting the people you are mm-hmm. supporting now. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit more about yourself. Cool. So like so many people, as we walk our journey here on this planet called Earth. If someone would have told me in my 20s what I would be doing now, I would have A, laughed hysterically, and then B, like recommended they stop drinking or something. Um, I started out as this corporate American um, person who just Mm -hmm. thought that life was about working hard, life was about uh, doing everything you could, Um, at work and at home, um, just to make you continue to go up some ladder that you're not even sure what that ladder was. But it was about pursuit of more, more and more, whether it was more financial abundance or more security or having the family and the kids. And I did that very successfully for about 20 years. And then sometimes life throws us all a curveball. And sometimes it comes in the form of an emotional, mental, or physical situation. Mm-hmm. And that happened to me. And so you reassess, you re-examine. And the things you thought to be true sometimes come out not to be so true. You realign your priorities. You understand that some of the institutions that you thought were infallible are, in fact, fallible. And so I started like another chapter of my life where... I understood that there was more out there than what I had thought before. And as an entrepreneur, I did that. And then the pandemic hit 10 10 years into that journey. And uh, that journey had taken me to running holistic and alternative and integrative events, consulting, business support, working with my local community to make it stronger in those areas. And when the pandemic hit, I realized that that too was a chapter that could close. I was very happy with it and I was satisfied and content, but I was ready for my next adventure. And I found two teachings and I like to say they found me because I honestly pretty much accidentally signed up for one of them. And the second one was a something I had considered for a long time and that's the NCS uh, course that we both share. Yeah. And so those teachings have unfolded and changed my life yet again in such powerful ways. And so now I spend my days uh, teaching this new work. There's two different courses I teach that come together so beautifully. And I love sharing what I've learned as I've walked these years on the planet. And I love 
allowing others to have access to these simple tools and techniques that really can change your days. So that's who I am and that's where I am. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I very much resonate with it <laughs> for obvious reasons, given that we're yes. doing similar things. But one mm -hmm. of the things that you are, of course, doing next to NCS, uh, which we both mm -hmm. are doing, is hard math, which you've already introduced mm -hmm. to us. Can you tell us a little bit more of what it is and why it is important? Sure. So in that middle era that I was talking about earlier, I recognized that the integrative, alternative, and holistic community had so much to offer us. But in that same period of time, because I'm an engineer by background, I'm a corporate American by background, I look for data and I look for science and I look for the understanding, the think box of why these things work and how do you explain them to people in a way that you, people can understand. And so when I say HeartMath found me, I mean that because this is, HeartMath is a science research-based tool, set of tools and techniques that has been researched for over 25 years at this point that allow you to access the parts of our body that help us, like you were talking right at the beginning, achieve calm, peace, and balance as we walk on our days, as we wake up in the morning from the time we wake up till the time we sleep. The tool is, the tool and the set of tools are these amazing in the moment, which was the other point you brought up and yeah. I didn't prompt you for any of that. That <laughs> no, was just you <laughs> saying it. Um, it allows you to recognize when you are starting down a path or are already on the path of things that are depleting your energy, things that are sucking the life out of you, things that are, you think you've got it covered, but then if you were to truly check in in that moment and say how you were feeling, mm -hmm. you would realize that at best you were neutral and maybe you weren't even that good. And so what HeartMath is, is a research-based protocol and set of tools and techniques that allow you to understand your own body and how to use your own body to achieve different types of goals during your day, like being able to stop and reset, like being able yeah. to understand maybe why my brain's like so foggy right now. And it's because I'm under stress and it's understanding how, what happens in your body when you're under stress. Yeah. And so it's this beautiful combination of the science of why it works with some proven tools and techniques that you can do to achieve the end result, which is more energy, more coherence, more resilience, the ability to navigate your own life in a more balanced and calm sort of way. And that's heart math. And it takes like a minute, like it did at the beginning. I think like one of the biggest tools might take five whole minutes. So it's not <laughs> breath work. It's not meditation, although it might look like that to the outside observer. Mm -hmm. Heart math is actively being used right now with military, with nurses, with first responders. And I certainly don't want my nurse as she's walking down the hall to the ICU to be Zen and meditative. What nice. HeartMath does is makes us calm and coherent and able to handle with resilience what is actually happening in our days. That and is so that is why I love the tool so much. Yeah. And especially the groups of people that you've mentioned, they can really benefit mm -hmm. from it because they mm -hmm. listen 
day by day as part of their job in such stressful situations, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and the interesting part of this is that when you work for the Red Cross, you're going to be pretty much as a volunteer offered this course. So when I think about the types of people that are using it, um, whether it's the government or the hospital systems or the school systems, I mean, come on, in 2022 and 2023, I don't really care what industry you pick. You can just add the word is stressful to the end of it. <laughs> I love and that. so, yes. <laughs> you know, this tool is meeting people at a place and a time now that is so needed because yeah. it's not a, not that the pills are wrong or bad, but there's other things we can do and why not try? Yeah. Well, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. There right. are just positives coming out of it and the most the least positive you can have that nothing happens, right? So yeah, pretty give much it a try, right. people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So from all the people that you have experienced teaching already in in heart math and and giving them the tool, what would you say is probably the best tip or the best advice that you have given or that was received or that people may may mm-hmm. have called out as saying mm-hmm. that was really my biggest takeaway from heart math. Okay. So a few things. Let me, let me unpack that back to your first question. <laughs> so heart math, because it's been around and because it's so research-based, if you Googled it or YouTubed it or looked on social media at it, and we can probably get you the links for your audience to all of those things, oh, yeah. you're going to find a vast array of information and tools and techniques. That being said, like anything, if you have more understanding of why you're doing something, the meaning will allow you to give it more power. And that understanding will make the tools more effective. So it doesn't cost any money at all if you want to just go look for all the content and and understand it. But this isn't just about closing your eyes or keeping your eyes open in the case. I didn't actually ask you to close your eyes. I just said get comfortable and relaxed. Um, This is about heart math is readily accessible. However, the people that actually take workshops in it and the people that go to the trouble of doing the research on the why, and heart math has tons of free pamphlets and books out there as well. So I'm not on this podcast to sell a workshop. I'm on this podcast to just let people know about this amazing tool that's out there. Yeah, so you can have free access to a variety of the tools without spending anything. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's worth it to do the research to make sure you understand why you're doing it. People that have taken my course and the courses, I mean, the testimonials are, are everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the ones that um, you asked me specifically that are super near and dear to my heart actually happened after I taught it the very first time. And that's when you have a tool that is so super powerful that you can come out of the gate in your first teaching moment and still have a huge impact on people's lives by sharing information that's this powerful. So the first time I taught, we did a follow-up a month later. And the I won't say the people's names, but I, I asked everyone just to share how the month had been. Had they been doing the tool? You know, what questions they had? So the first person out of the gate was a cancer patient who was currently in treatment. And after 10 hours, her medication would wear off, but she couldn't take the medication again until the 12th hour. 
So right. for two hours, every 12 hour cycle, she was in pain. And she was the first one on the call. And she's like me. And I'm like, go. And she shared that she had the idea to start using heart math, the tools and techniques she had been taught in the class when the 10th hour hit and the meditate and she started being in pain. And she reported back in that it helped her bridge the gap in those two hours so that she wasn't in pain anymore before she had to take the pill again. And that's when I realized that I just want to keep teaching this wow. <laughs> when you have a story like that. And I thought nobody else would want to share because I'm like, okay, that's a pretty big story. Who's coming next. Right. I'm like, okay, yeah. no one wants to share. And then everyone's like, no, no, I want to share. I'm like, go. Mm. And the second person told me that they had gone home and their husband has anxiety attacks. And so they whipped out their handy dandy pamphlet I had given them and they walked them through the exercise because the steps are in the pamphlet and they actually walked their husband out of a panic attack, oh, out of wow. his anxiety. Amazing. And so I, all I can say about heart math is it's deceptively simple. It's yeah. not just doing breath and everyone has a lot of breath work practices. It's not meditation exactly because it's not a meditative practice. It's understanding how to bring coherence into our body mm. and it's practicing it so much that we raise our resilience. We can raise our baseline. So we react to the world differently and in ways that don't deplete our energy that allow us to heal better. It allows us to sleep better. It allows us to, our brain to work at a higher optimal level because we're not putting these chemicals that make our body go, wait, am I in fight or flight? Or am I in like rest and digest? Am I in healing or am I running away from a predator? And so heart math has these sets of tools that don't have us pushing the brake and the gas pedal at the same time. Mm. And it just works. It's there amazing. you go. <laughs> amazing. And one of the words you, you have been using quite a bit, and um, I just want to ask you how you would describe it in your own words, because I haven't been using it yet a lot to my podcast audience, is coherence. So the okay. word coherence in itself, how would you describe that to somebody, or, well, to me mm -hmm. now? <laughs> Perfect. So if you think of coherence as everything working together in tandem to produce a result that's optimal or easier. So I want everyone to picture um, a boat, a skull boat, like, or a dragon boat where you have like 10 people rowing and you have somebody mm. at the front going row, row, yes. yeah. row. <laughs> and so if everyone in that long boat were to row at the same pace at the same time, the boat's going to pretty much go in a straight line and get where it's going fairly fast. Mm. Now picture that same boat where everyone's rowing at a different cadence. Some are on the right, some are on the left, some are doing nothing, some are okay. going real fast, some are going real slow. Now, Linda, where is that boat going? Nowhere really much. <laughs> right. It could also go in circles. That's another yes. really pleasant way. It could fall over. I mean, certainly not going to get where you're going. And if you were going to get where you're going, would you get there quickly? No. Mm -hmm. Could you get there more optimally? Yes. So now picture coherence in your body where you have a hormone system and you have a, you know, a heart, a cardiac system, you have a neurological system, you have all of these systems in your body. Yeah. And when I was talking before about putting on the brake and the gas pedal at the same time, it's the same concept. What if you could get all of your systems to align and work together as a team? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden you have energy to heal. You have energy to digest. You have energy to work on that program or that 
deliverable you have for your company. Mm. So when your body is in coherence, what it is is all of your systems are working together towards the same end goal. Does that make sense? Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much for clarifying that. I love that description with the dragon boat. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> and I'm going to take a moment to do a little bit of defining then. All right. Mm. So let's talk about resilience because that's another term I've been throwing yes. out there. Yeah. So resilience is like, let's call it your battery. So when you wake up in the morning, your battery is green. It's charged because when your body is resting, you are actually giving it energy so that mm -hmm. it has energy for the day. Now, the problem is most Americans don't sleep particularly well. I don't know about you over in Europe, but sleep is an issue that I only have yes. the statistics for the United States, so I'm not going to quote other places on the planet. But probably 40% of Americans, give or take, have issues with sleep. And that's yes. the thing that restores us overnight. Now you wake up with your battery, maybe not as green as it needs to be. It might already be like green, yellow, oh, dear. <laughs> but as the day goes on, if you're not paying attention, what's happening to your battery is it starts to get lower and lower and eventually ends up in red. And then hopefully it's time to go to bed at that point because you mm. need sleep to bring yourself back. So resilience is basically your ability to deal with things. And your ability to deal with things is largely dependent on that battery and where mm. you are in the in the green, yellow, red. Okay. The yeah. more green you are, the more resilient you are. What they now know, and this is the most important term about heart math, I can't believe I've taken this long to share, <laughs> is it's based on the concepts of heart rate variability, not heart rate. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's called heart math is because it does relate to heart. Mm -hmm. And heart rate variability is the time between beats. So mm -hmm. if your heart goes beat, and then the second beat, your heart rate variability is the time between beat one and beat two, mm -hmm. and beat two and beat three, all of which can be electrically, electrical produce, you know, as production comes out of a heartbeat, that's why a electrical device can measure it and make those little graphs that we also love. And now if you have a Garmin watch, you're actually having your heart rate variability measured. It's something that over the last few years has really become known in science. Um, yeah. It's gone from fringe science to mainstream science. Yeah. Heart math would say that your heart rate variability is the number one sign of how resilient you are. Mm -hmm. And they can measure it. And I can measure it. I don't have the device because I have this on my ear. But I have a device that I can put on my mm. ear and connect either Bluetooth to my phone or directly to my computer. That I can show you that my heart rate variability, and this is known, exact, and real, my heart rate variability and everyone's on the planet will change based on how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change based on how I'm thinking. It changes based on how I'm feeling. And mm -hmm. I can make an incoherent graph come by feeling anger, hatred, rage, deep sadness, all of these really big emotions, yeah. I can make a chaotic, incoherent signature show up on that graph. Yeah. And then if I shift towards joy, gratitude, appreciation, calm, care, compassion, mm -hmm. all of a sudden that biofeedback device will show a coherent signature on the graph because yeah. it's measuring my heart rate variability. 
that's how we know this works. And that's where yeah. the science from it comes from. You can actually prove everything I've said and everything that's going to show up when you Google all those things. Yeah. Um, we actually have a device that's readily available mm -hmm. to show it. Yeah. And we do regularly. Perfect. Thank you so much for covering as well resilience and heart rate variability, which is a really important topic in general, mm -hmm. but of course in, with the heart and heart math. Perfect. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for that. So you, we mentioned at the beginning that, of course, we got to know each other and become friends through NCS. So, mm -hmm. of course, training the program, Change Your Mind, Create New Results. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a bit of an explanation how these two are different? Because they will sure. have similarities as well. But why are they really good working together for you to offer them to both of your clients? But mm -hmm. how are they different as well? Perfect. So the one thing that I would also say about HeartMath is if I were to ask you, Linda, what do you do when you are stressed out or something is happening in your life? Like what would be one, two or three things that you would do to get yourself out of stress and out of that place that you're in? I think the first thing is breathing. So mm -hmm. I would okay. concentrate on my breathing and maybe like we did at the beginning, mm -hmm. do a particular breathing exercise. Mm -hmm. um, I would try to stop what I was thinking and feeling mm -hmm. and gotcha. just tell myself to stop it. And the other thing is maybe kind of more of a distracting myself and just doing something mm -hmm. completely different that I know... Right will bring up nicer feelings for me. Yeah. Perfect. So HeartMath has this beautiful part of the teaching that when something happens, the three things we tend to do to deal with the feeling that is going to eventually deplete us because it's a stressful, mm -hmm. negative, um, like a thought that just brings our body. It actually turns out there's a whole bunch of science that when I teach the course, I would go through. We don't have time. But the three things that and you listed them, and again, thank you for without prompting, the last one is called avoidance. And that is the number one thing that people do. Yeah. However, it doesn't stop the emotion. And if the emotions already created the chemicals in your body, mm. the chemicals are still in your body. Yeah. And so your the avoidance does work, maybe not to feed it anymore, but it doesn't mm. actually do anything about what's already happened in your body yeah, physiologically true. as a yeah. result of that. The second, when you're talking about, um, it's like logistics, that's the category. I'm going to, if I'm stressed out, I'm going to do something about the stress so that the stress will stop. But again, it doesn't do anything about the feeling. Yeah. It is taking care of it for the future or you know, calling the boss saying I'm running late. So now I don't have to be worried that they're looking for me in a meeting. Mm -hmm. And I'm still, I've got that agitation in me because I was late and the call didn't actually decrease the agitation. It just dealt yeah. with the future. Yeah. The other one, and this is where the breathing and yoga and meditation come in really great. You tend not to do it at the time of the situation. Okay. You're not going to go into a meditative state, like as I'm late for that meeting and now I'm running up the elevator and I'm like, holy <laughs> crap, I'm late. <laughs> right. So what HeartMath does, and this is why it goes like this so well with the NCS mm -hmm. program, is HeartMath's tools and techniques will basically be able to be done in the elevator with your eyes open, 
I, you went through it at the beginning. True. Yeah. I can just do it. Yeah. Um, it can be done when you're walking down the hall. It could be done when you're in the car at the light, aggravated at the people in front of you. It oh. could be done right before you get on your computer like when you're about to type that note that you shouldn't be typing. <laughs> it's it's a reset, but it's a reset that comes with the undoing. And it will, we'll do the technique at the end. But by placing your attention on a different feeling, you actually short circuit the feeling you were having. Right. Now, what NCS does for us in the NeuroChange Solutions curriculum and the Change Your Mind, Create New Results workshop, again, is awesome about your thinking and understanding why all of those things are happening for you. And one of the tools in the NCS curriculum is a breath tool that's awfully similar to heart math because Mm -hmm. they are like this. Um, And they have other tools in that curriculum that also are amazing tools and techniques. Those tend to do a little bit more with thought Mm-hmm. Because thought starts the cycle of that program. Feeling starts the cycle of the heart program. But ultimately, if you really think about it, it's really a wheel. Yeah. And on that wheel, you can get on that wheel just about anywhere. The feeling yeah. can start the wheel or the thought can start the wheel. And so we do that thing that you know very well where there's like, if you're angry, okay, what happens is your brain's communicating constantly with your heart. And as the brain's communicating with the heart, if it starts to produce the chemicals of for anger, let's say, now the brain's paying attention, the hearts, mm-hmm. you know, the parts of the brain are helping produce the chemicals. Again, way too much work for our little talk, but it's the cycle of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking yeah. where you're going to get angrier and angrier and angrier, right? And so even things like the refractory period, which we teach in the change your mind class, where you don't really want to react right away to a stimulus, because while you're in that reaction mode, you're probably going to send an email you regret sending, or you're going to say something you regret sending. But what if you can then hop over to heart math, lower your energy on that subject, become coherent where your heart and brain are getting into coherence Mm -hmm. on something that is okay. And now all of a sudden you're out of that refractory period even faster because it's a different set of tools and techniques. So they both work so beautifully together because they are both based on science. They are both based on research. They're both based on how our body works, but one's kind of coming at it more from the point of thinking Mm -hmm. and heart math is coming at it more from the point of feeling. And their research is tremendously complementary. And many of us do practice both because it's just this like sweet, beautiful spot juicy spot where depending on where our audience is coming from, both sets of tools can be super helpful. I can imagine that. I mean, if you, if you think as well about audiences, I can imagine that let's say you're teaching an IT department that is probably very (laughs) analytical (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you might, might want to start more with the thoughts because they can probably more associate with Mm -hmm. that. And then on mm-hmm. the other side, you you might, let's say, have people who work in a charitable course and they mm-hmm. they really love to work with people and they might mm-hmm. come more from a feeling side. So I really can mm-hmm. see how having both of them is just, yeah, an amazing right. set of tools. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love, I mean... To me, they were both, like I said, blessings that came to me. 
And mm-hmm. I could see how the puzzle pieces fit in so beautifully. Yeah. And, um, and again, most of the time when I'm teaching either of them, I'm constantly going and, oh, wait, there's this other little thing from this other, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to have you take that class. Cause it's like, there's so much to share from both of them. Mm-hmm. And heart math to me is a very, um, as I walk through my day now, I'm so capable of being aware and figuring out that I'm not really feeling what I thought I should be feeling right now, potentially. I just use it a lot. And there's this concept called habit stacking that we've uh, we've used in HeartMath, but it can be used for anything. And so literally when I'm making my coffee or tea in the morning, I do this habit stack where to start my day, I do a two minute heart math while the coffee's brewing. And so I know to do it every day and it starts. And then once I start, as things then unfold, it reminds me during the day, oh, I could probably use heart math right now before I get on that tech support phone call or, oh, before I get on a podcast that I'm going to be interviewed about it. Good time to go do it. And it it works every time. I feel my shoulders go down almost every Mm -hmm. time, which means they were up. And I'm like, oh, there they go again. Mm, and perfect. all of yeah. a sudden I'm just thinking clearer because I'm my brain and heart go into a coherence where, and again, we, we talk about this in our workshops, but why that happens is actually just a physiological response to the yeah. tools. Yeah. And what would you say if you think about, I mean, we, we have fairly similar paths that we have worked for 20 years in the corporate world and then said no Mm -hmm. more there's something else out there for Mm -hmm. us waiting for us and coming to us um but how would you describe maybe comparing yourself now to comparing your laurie 20 years ago kind of what has the work i guess it's undescribable but if you could somehow describe it What has the work done for you? How have you benefited from it? Oh, God. I could equally probably scare off half your audience and attract the other half with with some of it. um, So first of all, I was probably a person who was raised, I was an engineer. Mm. And I don't know that I felt a lot. I was the engineer you talked about just a few moments ago. Yeah, okay. And I didn't necessarily have deep feelings about anything, I think, I, I, you know, feeling mm. back through that, knowing what I feel now. So I'm just capable of this deeper level of feeling about everything. The world just feels brighter. And I don't mean to make that like a, you know, a silly slogan or song. I just, I'm more engaged in my own life, mm. I'm participating more in my own life. I'm making choices that are conscious and aware that drive from what works for me, not just what I was supposed to do or what I should have done Mm -hmm. or how I would be feeling if something. So another major thing about both of the disciplines now. So again, I was holding space and working in the holistic alternative and integrative space for over 15 years. It wasn't until I found these two practices, though, and I know that's going to sound so cliche because I'm talking about them right now, but it really was these two practices that has changed the way I kind of exist now. Mm. I've made more progress in the last three years of my life Mm. 
as I've unfolded in these two, because so many of the things that I was being taught or I was attending workshops or I figured out it for myself, they all came together all of a sudden when I learned these two things. Oh, this is the science behind why when I'm thinking maybe positive affirmations, nothing's happening. Yeah. This is the science and understanding of why, you know, all meditation is not the same. Just because I close my eyes and sit in a chair, I'm not necessarily meditating. I'm just closing my eyes and sitting in the chair. <laughs> this is the understanding of why I keep going to therapy for the same thing over and over oh, again. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't dealing with it at the subconscious, unconscious habit, belief, and programming level. That's 95% of who we are now. I was dealing with it from the 5% yeah. that was conscious. So there's so much about these two disciplines that has fundamentally changed who I am that to the, to your point, I can't even go back 10, 15, 20 years it would just be like so ludicrous because that person, I don't even understand that person. Yeah. But I taught um, an NCS course this past weekend to people who have actually been to my heart math class. Mm -hmm. And uh, at my husband attended the NCS course and somebody asked him about something and he goes, I can barely recognize Lori now from wow. two to three years ago because oh, wow. she's changed so much. You know, and he, he said it right in the course. So I like to believe that the people in my life like me better now. <laughs> I like, but here, you know what the best part is? Yeah. I don't care. Exactly. I like me better now. Exactly. <laughs> so when something happened yesterday that I didn't really care for, and I really, what I didn't care for was my reaction to it. When that happened, I went through how to, uh, like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? I was able to very quickly get to the place of, oh, that's what's bothering me. You know, I, I did a little bit of heart math on it. Like, what? Mm -hmm. okay, I got it. And then I was able to get out of that refractory period that I talked about super quick. Mm, so yeah. I'm like, so here, here's the funny thing. I'm glad the thing that I would have labeled bad happened. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that it like rocked me a bit because it brought up something that I could then look at. Yeah. And then as looking at it, I have these great tools and techniques. I moved through it. And now I could sit here and say, yay, I'm glad it happened because I got to see something else about myself that I don't really love anymore. And it's not going to catch me unaware. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, like just the stuff is really kind of fun if you could get playful with it in your life yeah. and not take yourself too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the trick there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think there are, there are so many nuggets just in the last couple of minutes that you shared. Uh, so many things that we could probably talk even longer about. I just love it and resonate so much with it. And yeah, I, I, I mostly probably agree with even looking back, like, three years ago before I kind of went into my burnout. Well, I was in burnout mm -hmm. probably for much longer, but before I accepted it, mm -hmm. I really right. don't even completely understand that person anymore. I don't really see clearly that person anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just such a huge change, not just mm. in 
in in myself, but as well in the way of looking at the world and understanding the world, right? That mm-hmm. I can't right. bring all the puzzle pieces anymore completely together of the person I was before, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. these these learnings and these teachings just once you learn, once you know it, you can't go back to not knowing it. Yeah, you can't unlearn it. No, you no. just can't unlearn it. And you know, there look, there's times for all of us where. I want to just sit down. Like, I, I kind of want to be the toddler throwing the tantrum. Like, no more life, please. I've had enough for, like, can you give me, like, a little? And then you start to think about it. Wait a minute. It's my life. There's no life happening to me. Um, yeah, I can sit down and rest for a minute. Yeah, of course, you know. Um, but we go to an amusement park to ride the roller coaster. Yeah. That's we don't we go have- to an amusement park to sit on the bench. Like exactly. that would be kind of boring for really long periods of time. I like roller coasters. I like rides. I like, yeah. uh, you know, shows, you know. And so sometimes I look at that movie script called Lori's Life and I go, that character, Lori, does she not see what's going on on that? Like whoever wrote that script, first of all, that's a crappy script. I don't really like it. And um, does she not realize that she could like rewrite that script? Does she not realize that those people are not the people that she maybe needs in her life anymore? Because doesn't she see that every time she's with them, she feels worse when she's done than when she started? Yeah. You know, all of the coulds and the shoulds and the learnings and the things. And I look at it up on the screen and sometimes I'm just like, that could be really exhausting, Lori, like Lori up on that screen. How could you like make that less exhausting for you? beautiful yeah. you know like what movie do you want to pay to go be in yeah and so I just look at these tools as like my journey towards understanding that movie yeah and um I definitely know there's different ways to to get there and when I look around now at the sea of people that are coming to these types of practices because we're living in like I said 2023 it's not going to look like a less stressful year I imagine for people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not thinking that. So why not give yourself the gift of these types of things opposed to the gifts to a, a concert or the gifts to a sporting event yeah, or the gift of a big juicy meal or the gift of, um, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. That These are things that allow us to live our life happier. There are things that I know for a fact that they do. I yeah. I have no doubts or no disbelief that if people do this type of work, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be heart math. It doesn't have to be NCS. I'm just here saying, you know, like, Hey, you know, get on the, get on the soapbox, right. For do something that allows you to live more fully in your days, do something that allows you to live more fully in those days with joy, gratitude, care, and compassion. And if we all could start doing that, the soapbox for me is I think we would all change the world. Yeah, we would. We would if we could all have that understanding. And I totally agree with you, Laurie, that it doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't matter how you get to that awakening, that waking up to it, that understanding Mm -hmm. which tools you're using. It doesn't really matter, but it's just what would the world look like if we could just all be on the same page and fully take responsible for the movie that is playing in our lives? 
Right. Absolutely. And look, sometimes your movie script needs a major rewrite. Sometimes you really want the sequel to start already because that other one (laughs) was just like, I don't know why we paid for that movie, but you know, like I'm ready for the sequel. We all can do the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I like as well. That's pretty much what I believe. And I'm, I'm a huge movie fan, especially at this time. It's December. They're a Christmas movie. I love Mm -hmm. them. (laughs) And uh, guilty pleasure. But what always happens is there is always this, kind of conflict in the middle of it right and then there's this happy end and Mm -hmm. of course when I look back at my life I was probably mostly just living the conflict with without any of the happy endings at the beginning but now it's not like we are just living in happy endings because like you said it's it's a roller coaster there are ups and downs in life that's Mm -hmm. literally physics we have to have the right. plus and the minus and we have mm-hmm. to have as well the things that happen to us and throw us a curveball again and say whoa but now with the tools that we know and that we've learned and that we embody mm-hmm. we can see what is happening right we can see right. what is happening we can get ourselves quicker out of it we can understand ourselves mm-hmm. and we can say okay fine well there." There is, and there's going to be a lesson in that. Mm-hmm. Let's see what that's right. going to be. Right. <laughs> so let me, um, I'll share a hilarious story that's very personal for you. Last week, I was hacked. Now, I'm an engineer by background, so the embarrassment part of this is like I actually let myself get hacked, which, wow. Here we go. Another one of them heart math moments, right? Wow. I could literally watch my physiological response, knowing from the science of the two courses, I watched the sympathetic nervous system turn on. Now, I'm not a biology major in in high school and in whatever schools. I was like, I stayed as far away from biology as I could. But now because I take, I understand so much more, I could tell you all the things that my body was doing and I watched it happen. I watched my cortical inhibition turned on because my fight or flight was getting turned on. They're, they were brilliant in how they hacked me, of course, or at least that's my story and I'll stick to that at the moment. But I literally watched as they were able to get me out more and more out of my logical thinking brain mm. and into my limbic reaction brain mm. where I'm starting to produce all these chemicals and I'm just watching myself getting more and more and more and more and more agitated. And I couldn't hear my husband talking to me, maybe giving me some better advice than what I was doing. I mean, all of this was going on. And then I realized I had like, okay, I do have tools and techniques. Like now what? So it was literally then allowing myself to then unfold and get myself back and understand and be compassionate with myself that these chemicals were in my body and they weren't going away shortly. So let me rely on some other people that were not in the chemical brain that I was in. And then the next day when I woke up, it was like, okay, my brain's functioning. I'm going to start out my day with intent. I'm going to use these tools and techniques from both the NCS and the heart math. So I was doing a lot of them. I'm not going to say them out loud now, but you kind of know them. I'm sure you've talked about them with your audience. But I'm using all these tools to bring myself not just back, but move them forward. And so I could sit there all day that next day and just get myself nothing but agitation, anxiety, frustration, anger. Which would be normal. Who am I hurting? 
who am I hurting when I do that? Me. Yes. I'm not hurting the people that did what they did. Yeah. I'm only hurting me. And so I just had to make it more playful. I had to make it more of not a game, but more of a, look, you got a whole bunch of tasks before you. Let's just go, what can you do to make this better? Because you might as well do that. Yeah. So you, you can make up some stories like, oh, well, at least now I won't ever get hacked again because I've locked down everything so, so dreadfully carefully that nobody, but nobody is going to be able to steal my identity. Um, I'm going to now be on the phone with a variety of people. Like, let me not be the obnoxious, like call in person. Like, let me make some yeah. people's days because I know I did this and they're just here to help me. You know, let me just give myself the space to go, you know, that old password, it was linked to my old self. It was my old business password and I was too lazy to get rid of it, but I'm not doing that business anymore. And it kind of reminds me of my old business. So I'm going to have a new email and I'm going to do new passwords and I'm going to yeah. step into my new self. Like, Hey, if you ask me, did I really want to do any of this? Oh, come on. Of course not. Right. I mean, like, I'm, let's be real. I mean, that was not a lot of fun. However, I've not let myself fall into, I mean, you can feel my emotion right now. Anyone listening to me knows that I'm really pretty much okay because you all have enough intuitive capability and you have the hardware and software to read other people. And you know, when I'm like making up a story, right? Mm, yeah. I'm not making up the story. It's just something I have to get done now. Just like anything else on my to-do yeah. list, track, tackle all the major things already, just tackle a little bit more every day. And I'm just not worried about it. Like I can be pretty chill. Yeah. And because you, I, you've, you've done everything that you could do, but I can imagine mm -hmm. seeing you now and talk about it quite factually, right? If I think mm -hmm. about most other people, they would probably talk about what happened to them still in a month or three months from now and mm -hmm. probably still bring up all of these emotions and these outrage and this frustration of all mm -hmm. the work that went along mm -hmm. with being hacked, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm only sharing it here because it's a hilarious story as far as I'm concerned at this point okay. on. But <laughs> the old Lori, you asked how the old Lori would have handled it. I probably would have carried guilt and unworthiness and all sorts of emotions that were pointed at me of how I let that happen. And I might have carried those for a really long time. I'm not even just talking about doing the work, um, you know, like all that the to do's mm -hmm. and the tasks that came out of it. But the actual like how I view myself and how I would give myself permission and beat myself up and I would have called everybody to tell them all about it. Not because it's a hilarious story, but because it was something that I was going to justify that I did it okay or something about it. Like, mm -hmm you know, I fell for the scam and everyone should know about it because clearly it was the best scam ever or I wouldn't have fallen for it. Oh my God, that Lori would have had some stories. Yeah. This Lori's just like, eh, it's a good story to tell on a podcast. Like, yeah. I'm just <laughs> and then totally that's it. different. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. It's not, it's not informing who I am. So yeah. that's the real, if I really get to the core, by the way, that's the difference yeah. in me now. I don't look for stories um, and the outward world to reinforce things about myself that I don't like about myself. Beautiful. Yeah. I allow the outward world to come for me to see that those are things I still have in me, but then allow me to work through them 
so that they no longer inform my decisions moving forward. And they don't inform how I feel about myself. And Amazing. to me, that is such a huge win yeah. at this point in, in my process. I, I can't overemphasize that enough. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your example. I think examples are so powerful, right? And especially if they're our own. So thank you so much for sharing it with me mm -hmm. and with the audience as well, just to see right. of how you can live a completely different life in the future when you know mm -hmm. all of this stuff. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So yes. I think on this note of all the sharing that you did as well, the personal sharing, I think we're going to wrap it up. And you said cool. you have another tool for us because we, or another technique for us before we yes. wrap it up. Yes. Okay. Okay. Over to you. So get comfortable again. Okay. You ready? Yep. So Linda, place your hand on your heart. Mostly so as you start this, you remember to keep your attention there. We're going to think it first. Okay. So this is the think box. I'll give you the instructions, everyone. So you know what's coming. So we're going to keep our hand there because that's where we're going to keep our attention. And if your attention drifts, no problem. You're not used to doing it. Just come back. And sometimes putting your hand there just helps you keep that attention. All right. And we're going to do that uh, inhale and exhale for four or five or whatever rhythm is comfortable important part here is to keep them the same cadence. It does do something physiologically. And so you want to do four and five out or five in, five out. Mm -hmm. Then what you want to do is we're going to breathe just for a couple minutes together. And I'm going to then ask you to breathe in gratitude. And what I want you to do is feel the feeling of gratitude in your heart as you're doing that. Don't think it. If you're starting to come up here, then you're in the wrong spot come back to your hand. And I want you to feel gratitude as you inhale and exhale. And what this tool does is when you're in the middle of a stressful moment, or you're going into that meeting, or you're late for that meeting, or you're stuck in whatever situation that you're in, you don't have to use your hands here. But you could be in the middle of a meeting and just kind of do this with what I'm doing right now with my eyes open, and start bringing up gratitude, it will interrupt the emotion you are having and stop the, your body from making the chemicals about that emotion because right. your body does not actually know the difference between a real experience and something it's thinking. Yeah. And so do the interrupt. And now all of a sudden you're going to be in a different place as the meeting unfolds, as the difficult conversation unfolds, as the thing that was causing you stress, you're going to look at it differently. Okay. So you're ready. Yeah. Here we go. So place your attention in the area of your heart. Breathing slower and deeper than normal. The suggestion to inhale for four or five. Exhale for four or five. Or whatever rhythm is comfortable for you. Breathe in. And out. And with your attention in the area of your heart, on your next inhale, breathe in gratitude. And hold it there.
feel the gratitude. And if you drift, just come back to the feeling. And Linda, with deep gratitude for letting me come on your podcast, I send you on your day with the thought, whenever you need to, just come back to that gratitude and anchor it in your heart. Thank you so much, Laurie. This was beautiful. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're uh, such a star, such a shining light. And yeah, I'm just honored to know you and to be your friend. And thank you again. And we're going to link as well where people can find you if they want to know more about HeartMath and NCS. And Mm -hmm. if you connected very much with Lori and what Mm -hmm. she shared, then we will have in the show notes or below the video all the links to get in touch with her. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. And talk to you soon. Bye bye.